0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Tell you what, the, uh, I didn't realize I'd be so leaky this morning. T- tender, tender. A couple of things before we get started. Don't forget about Operation Christmas Child. I don't know the exact count of our goal of 777 boxes, but I think we're way close. Uh, by next week, we should have that number. Second thing, uh, all week long, we are a regional drop-off center, so the four-year is going to be active. If you want to stop by and help and be part of that, uh, we're talking about thousands of boxes showing up as we prepare and preload those to go down to Oklahoma City. Uh, and then one last thing that I, I was just blessed yesterday: we had a, a, about just short of a hundred guys uh, that gathered. Over in the building next door, and this is our every month gathering, we won't do it in December, but every month other than that, uh, churches across Guthrie and Regent in the area, we have men from all kinds of churches that lift Jesus up, and uh, Pastor Hedy Coleman of uh, North Church Guthrie actually shared and spoke. Uh, It was a great time, And, and, and let me just say that the reason I'm mentioning this is God's up to something. I mean he's he's working with women and all that but when men start gathering in the name of Jesus when men begin to to fellowship across all those uh, boundaries or barriers that shouldn't be there God is up to something and so uh, I just want to say thank you to all those men that got up early and cooked eggs and sausage and biscuits and gravy and all this stuff to bless the body of Christ so yeah let's do that I don't know about you, but sometimes I have plans. And I like making plans. Also, kind of, if you ask my wife, she's more of the plan maker follower than I am. But I like to kind of know the general direction of things. I like to kind of have something that you put together and be, even though it's creative. And when you have a plan, you kind of like to see it happen, right? How about, how about going on a vacation? You, you're, we're headed this direction, we're going to go this direction, and then you, your airport gets shut down midway and you're not home yet. How many of you have ever had a plan malfunction along the way? All of us how many of you ever uh, and this may just be a male trait but something breaks something happens and you go we just got to get it fixed got to get it done got to get you know we got to, i don't know what but we're going to do something right because we got to get back on track something like that happened uh in the last few weeks in my life and and i was the typical me and i said well then we've got to get it taken care of and the lord stopped me and it, and it had to do with something that uh, is, is important in my heart and life, and, and it has to do with this church. But he, said, he stopped me he said, hey. He said, uh, he didn't say, say hey, excuse me, but he impressed on my heart. I didn't know God was a hey. <laughs> no, he said, slow down and wait and watch and see what I'm about to do. Don't get in a hurry. Can I tell you waiting is not my strong suit? How many just love waiting? You know, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just really patiently waiting. That's I have to really work at that. But when you wait on the Lord, the Bible even talks about that Great, greater things happen because we allow the Lord to do something instead of him, him waiting for us to get out of the way or, or clean up the mess that we made. And so today, what I want us to look at is what the lord or how the lord has led me to scripture in isaiah chapter 43 i'm actually going to look at uh, one verse in chapter 42 i'm going to give us kind of an overview a little bit of a of about eight or nine chapters in isaiah it's a great great work that was done in fact isaiah is known as a narrative history uh it was uh, a prophetic oracle some people call it that and it was written somewhere between 700 and 681 BC in fact It's the first of what they call the major prophets now It's not major because it has more important stuff in it But how large they are and how much it covers and how much it says Isaiah contains prophecies it talks about uh, God's nation the nation of judah uh, and its intention is to bring them back into their to, to to faith to bring them back and to, to begin to declare declare once again the coming messiah which is emmanuel you know we're getting ready to go into the holidays and i know thanksgiving is just ahead uh but christmas is right after that actually no i guess everybody says we really have black friday pastor you can't leave out black black friday because that's become almost like a another holiday or effort or important place but but we have this this christ child emmanuel does anybody remember what emmanuel stands for God with us. And Isaiah is trying to get uh, through God speaking through him, I'm with you. But let me give you a little context. The context is you have uh, the children of Israel are in exile they've been in Babylon for a number of years they're they're away from their homeland their temple is far away and in ruins and they're somewhere in a place they've learned to adapt but they're really not where they're supposed to be I don't know about you that some of you might be in a place where you're adapting but it's not really where you're supposed to be Maybe it's a place in a relationship, maybe it's a workplace, and I'm not talking about just having variety and upgrading, because we always struggle with upgrading. Have you ever noticed we struggle with upgrading, being content? How many like, I just couldn't get to that new upgrade on the iPhone, or I need a, a bigger one of those? I mean, some of y'all are like, I'm how many watch the rollout of certain things because they're brand new and fresh? Well, that's okay. Tyler's raising his hand. I love, I love Tyler but patiently waiting and and realizing that God is with us. I don't know if you realize this. I'm going to digress just a minute and go back to the Garden of Eden. You know, when God created man, he intentionally created us to to be with him, God with us, forever and ever. And in fact, back then, in the beginning of time, God was manifest there in in real form. And he walked with man and eventually walked with man and woman and Adam and Eve. And and it was intended that we would never die. There would never be hurt or pain or discomfort. But then sin entered into the Garden of Eden and it kind of messed some things up. And so what we were originally designed to be, God with us, we became separated from God because of sin. Now, he still loved us. In fact, the whole rest of the history, that uh, we find his story is about a love letter for his people. But, but think about it. You were, uh, we read later in Scripture that when God uh, thought of you before you were ever conceived, he knew you. And in fact, once conception occurred in your, uh, with your mother and father, uh, it, 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 you know, he knew, he began to, he says, I knitted you, I, I designed you, I, I helped you become and form into shape in your mother's womb. So can I just say this? There's no accidental or mistake pregnancies. Now, there's situations that are not maybe the right thing to do, but once a life happens, you're not a mistake. Now, pastor getting into some area i am because only god can give life and he knew you before you were born he knew you in your mother's womb and so who you are your gender your design your personality your capabilities were put into you by god did you know that if you don't agree with me you can come up afterwards and apologize i don't know <laughs> because we'll go to the bible and find the truth And and so I just bring that back to say, you were meant, you were designed to have a kingdom purpose. You were designed to to have the impact on this world because God designed you. And yet sin entered in and separated us from our original purpose and design. This whole journey of life, and I know many of us journey, I have, We journey to find understanding we journey to find purpose we we're we're journeying to to follow the lord at times and and i don't know about you but i've struggled at times following him anybody else in here follow i mean i i like it when he agrees with me but there are times he's asked me to make a change in my trajectory my plan and I wind up, up getting there because he's, 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 he'll let me go out here and do whatever, and then finally we're back where he had me going anyway. So can I just tell you, just go with him, it's easier. It's kind of like in marriage when you finally wind up and just say, yes, dear, you're right, dear. Just saves a lot of time. That was not in the first service notes, Okay. Let me see if I can get back on track here. All right. What I do know that is God leads us. He's leading you from the place of knowing you. This world wants to make you think there's not a supernatural God or or somebody much larger than you that already knows not only your past he knows your present and he also knows your future. God, the God that we we that loves us and created us, he wants to bring you he's he's a God that brings death into life. That's called salvation. And without him, you know what? You're destined for death. Not physical death like we would see that see in this world because that's going to happen, but eternal death separated from him. And so he's a god that wants to bring dead things back into life through salvation of his son jesus christ he wants to bring people who are in bondage into freedom do you all agree with that how many believe you're supposed to just walk around all tied up in knots and wounded no that's not in his design he's the god that'll do that he, he likes to take the, the, the without and give them some with that's called provision bondage to freedom is called deliverance and we should celebrate that kind of a god the god that we worship But he also desires to lead us from being a receiver only to being a giver. He wants us to go from being just a learner to being a leader. He wants us to go from a good lifestyle, and I'm not talking about owning things, but a lifestyle that's good but to a lifestyle that's greater, from adequate to abundance. And again, I'm not talking financial. Could have that in part of it, but how many would like to live an abundant life God designs? God pours out. God-kingdom things. But with everything before a blessing, it seems, is there's obedience. And think of the ark. You know, there were miracles assigned or, or associated with, when the, with the ark and the carrying of the ark. And in fact, when they were, they were coming up against a sea, a barrier, a blockage, a, a something that had them trapped in it, they had to start walking out and taking steps into the into the... Into the you know, water before he would split the water and let it be dry so many times, so this, this message is sometimes plans change sometimes he says wait but every time he says you gotta trust me and go with it and I'll bless it, amen one thing that Isaiah was trying to communicate to to these uh, these children of his is that I'm with you i'm with you but i'm about a new thing and so if you have your bibles chapter 42 of isaiah verse 9 it says this behold now now hold on a second i didn't do this first verse, but i was just thinking about that word by itself yep behold I tell you what I think behold is it's when I first saw my baby born my very very first child actually every single one of them when I saw life come into breathing and they were breathing it was like beholding life and I couldn't get over myself and he's saying behold behold y'all are like all right got it okay Somebody, like, I was scratching all those little spots off, and behold, it said a hundred billion zillion dollars. You'd be holding something. We're going to try to upgrade our noisemakers. Did I already say this? Because they sound like somebody's choking a goose or something or a duck. I don't
1: know. I don't
0: know. I have one too. I'm gonna, I don't know, anyway. I <laughs> So behold, it says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they sprang forth, I tell you of them. See, behold, yes, behold, remember what I've done well in your life. Behold, what you know is the truth of the living God. Behold these things of things that I've promised and have come to pass. But guess what? There's some new things I'm working on. How many know when you plant a seed in the ground, there's already things going on before you ever see a little blade of, of light? Life come breaking forth on the soil. And he has planted in all of you, I believe this, he's planted in all of you this seed that's a kingdom seed, something that he's been nurturing from your birth. And when you said yes to Jesus, it break, broke forth with life in you. And you may say, well, I'm not seeing a lot of change yet. Can I say you need to trust God? You need to give him room. You need to make some space because he's bringing about a new thing. You say, well, but pastor, I kind of get that. He's asking me to uh, adjust some things or maybe there was something and I needed to hurry up and fix it. He's like, this is part of my plan to grow your faith and trust in me. Breaking forth a new thing. If you jump up to chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, it kind of comes on the other side of this and it says, remember not the former things. Now, it's not saying forget about good things, but it's saying, look, don't be st- stuck there. A lot of us sure like comfort. A lot of us like predictability, Right? You know, I got a lot more material here. We, we, I, I'm giving you the high, high altitude flyby here, or we can go down into the Greek and Hebrew. I mean, I don't know, whatever you want to do. But no, that says, nor consider the things of old. Behold, there's that word again, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not realize what I'm up to? It will, I will make a way in the wilderness and the rivers and deserts. Now you say, this sounds really great, and, and so what's going on? What's the landscape that this was being written in? Again, be reminded they're in exile. Be reminded that where they're at and where they need to head to is a long journey, and there's a lot of stuff they're going to have to deal with, and it is across the desert. And so what's going to happen is they're starting to get all worried about it, and Isaiah is... Explaining or encouraging him in a good way. Let me just, let me just kind of set a, something up here. President Lyndon Johnson in 1964 shared this at the University of Michigan. He said, In your time we have the opportunity to move not only towards the rich society and powerful society, but upward to the great society. And I, I don't know why I came across that, but I thought, I wonder what, I wonder what uh, the Jewish captives of Babylon would have thought if somebody read that to them. See, I think there are people that are held captive even in our generation. I think there's some of you in this room that are being held captive. Oh, not by an army and not by a foreign land, but for some reason, something has got you some aspect of life, some wound, some hurt, some relationship, and, and, and you feel a little bit not where you hope to be one day, all set free and delivered and back home again, and you're held captive. And he says, look, how do you, how do you take that and make it relevant today that God is with you, Emmanuel? So here they are, this rich society, this statement. Here's these people, these uh, the, the Jewish uh, refugees, if you want to call them. They're, they're so far away from their holy city and it's even ruined so how about powerful society they, well, they don't have a king or an army they're weak and helpless how about a great society man they've been held guilty of rebellion against god and have suffered humiliation this is this is impossible what are you talking about and i think some of us believe that in our own life It's what you shared a lot of people told you the only way you can be a good christian is these 38 things i was thinking about You can't go to the picture shows. You can't chew or smoke or go with the girls who do. Oh, and you can't dance. Or you can as long as you keep one foot on the ground. No! I mean, Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. But here's this prophet Isaiah. is talking to the Israelites. And he's saying to get their eyes off themselves. He says, get your eyes off yourselves and look to... By faith to a great God. Look by faith to a great God who loves you and has promised to do great things on your behalf. I heard this phrase one time, and it says, uh, look at others and be distressed. Look at yourself and be depressed. And then the last ones look to God and you'll be blessed. When we look at chapter 40 through 48, I just want to give you a flyby here, and I believe there are three different areas of greatness God can reveal himself, or maybe already has in your life, but I want us to leave with three big nuggets, and that is number one, and chapter 40, we find in those first... 31 verses that god is greater than our circumstances i know you've heard that but but circumstances you think so let me let me split that down you've got the behind the the present and, and the future but li- listen behind us we're talking about babylon in in this this case of the the Israelites, it, it, they saw failure and there was sin but either he, he was trying to encourage them and say look that's in your past in fact what they need to hear and what we need to hear sometimes is so, three things listen you need to be he's saying i pardon you I pardon you what does that mean that's that's mercy he's saying look you have sinned greatly against god he was t- speaking to the the nation of israel and he says look your are idolatry and injustice and immorality and sensitivity look look but you're still my people can i say today god's saying you're still my people and i pardon you with the mercy that only can come from a merciful god through jesus christ Another thing you'll find is we need to hear this, I'll be with you, because we're talking about changing from where we're at, wherever that is, wherever we're being held captive, into some kind of a promised land, a promised situation that he gives you. But he wants to also say, look, I, I'm with you. It's called providence. It's, it's saying, look, actually, I'm going to go before you and make a way where you think is the wilderness or desert. I don't know who's facing the desert today, or maybe some unknown But I can tell you, if if you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, he's with you. And he says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll never turn my back on you, and I go ahead of you to make that way. That's a providence or provincial statement. Number three is that we have to plan, have a plan and a purpose. That's hope. He's saying, look, i got a plan for you to prosper you, not to harm you. Then there's the circumstances before us, you know current I don't know what you're facing, but they had uh, Assyria and Babylon and Persia and they had all these false gods and you know It looked like they were really doing well Have you ever looked over at the neighbors and they're really not being any kind of Christian behavior and they got the new boat? And the new RV and the new iPhone and I, I keep saying iPhone. I'm sorry I have an iPhone, but whatever it is. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever wished you had what they had and you forget the character of the person? Well, sure we do. They were looking around going, how, who are we? Why, how, how, we're in this circumstance. We're surrounded by all this greatness, and God is saying, behold, the greatness of God is present. That's me. Let me give you this thought. How many is uh, in here in the last seven days has had a circumstance? Well, we all have. Maybe some of you are in a circumstance at the present. If you look at God through your circumstances, He's going to seem small and far away. But if you look at your circumstances through God, guess what? He, he, he'll begin to, to be close and near and be encouraging to you. Do you see the perspective? You may say it one more time. If you're looking at, uh, you know, God through your circumstances, you're going to feel like he's not there, he's not listening, he's not present. But if you turn around and say, God, I know who you are, I'm in your word, and I'm in a circumstance, and I'm going to believe that that circumstance is going to come through who you are and what you are and how you're going to affect that. That's why it's important to be in the word of God, is because this world is trying to tell you everything but the truth of how to handle things see when we talk about those who wait upon the lord and i was telling you earlier that's not my strength let me just say waiting doesn't suggest sitting around and doing nothing waiting it really means hope to look to god for all that we need it involves meditating on his character and meditating on his promises and praying and seeking to what glorify him how do you glorify somebody when you're not having a good time? Maybe you're in a terrible financial situation. How do you glorify God? Because I thought the only time we glorify God is when he's meaning, doing everything we want him to, right? No, it's saying, God, I'm trusting you with this Cancer. I'm trusting you that you will take whatever happens in my body. I'm trusting that you'll bring what I need and that you'll use my life to bless others. I want to give you my finances. I've messed up. I've got debt over, uh, beyond debt, and I don't know how we're going to get it. But I'm going to trust you, God, because you're a God that delivers. I may have to pay some consequences, but God, what I want is I want a life that draws people unto the holy God. I want to be able to say, I have messed up, but God, you're seeing me through. I'm this not the strength you're the strength god in this situation i bring god glory pray and seeking to bring him glory the word renew means to exchange it's a word is taking off old clothing and putting on new clothing you renew your mind You renew the situation by what we exchange our weakness for his power We wait before him and god does what he enables us to soar So we begin to get before him and we say god I'm going to renew myself because i'm going to take a, a thing i'm believing it I'm going to give it to you and i'm going to take what you are promising and take that back on Some of you today needs to renew your thinking Some of you today need to do some exchanging. We're going to sing a song at the end of the service and I hope during that time that you'll leave, you'll do some exchanging. Some truth for some old dirty laundry. So number one, God is greater than our circumstances. How about God is greater than our fears? When we see chapter 41 through 44 we see the Lord seven times says fear not. This is great stuff. You need to go back and read it all but we don't have time today to study it deeply but Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, says the Lord. This Jewish remnant had this long journey. You may be on a journey yourself, and you may have fear of the unknown. God's saying, fear not. He told the children back then, and he's telling us today, fear not, for I am Emmanuel, God with us. I'm with you, and I'm not going to leave you. I'll help you through all that comes before you I'm working on your behalf and that's what Isaiah was trying to assure those people at that time so God's greater than our circumstances God is greater than our fears and the last point that I want to make today is God's greater than our enemies God's greater than our enemies see there's this Babylonian thing going on there and yes they had, had, had found a, a new life there in the midst of that and, 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 and yet have you ever found yourself free but not free indeed Have you ever found yourself uh, out of a situation, but but you're still bound up by that past? See, sometimes our enemies are not necessarily a a terrorist or or another nation that's against the United States. Sometimes the greatest enemies uh, is is what the devil has done or maybe just what we have allowed to empower to take and rob life away from us. Exchange. See he wanted to have a major theme here saying look it, it, said, it says this many times I am the Lord and there is none else I am the Lord and there is none else I don't know what little idol that we, you think is going to take care of things or make you more comfortable or make you feel more complete look, I am the Lord and there is nothing else I am that I am Amen God is the Savior of Israel and he also offers salvation to the entire world so here I am I had a plan God had a different plan a plan for all involved to bring life to bring blessing to bring much more in fact I am so uh, uh, blessed to work with a staff a staff that seeks the Lord loves the Lord follows the Lord and is blessed by the Lord and I get in on that when they're blessed but I tell you what, it's when they are obedient to what God is calling them to do that we all get blessed, did you know that? Have you ever found a, that your spouse when they, they start following the Lord you get blessed, there's a blessing that pours into your home, when, when your kids begin to find Jesus and things change, there's a blessing that flows when you have an employer or a workplace where you bring the Lord into it, it's just better I get blessed around some people like that and so today I want you to hear from one of our staff members who is following the Lord and he's being blessed. And so let's welcome Pastor Jeff Matthews.
1: I'm going to let Carrie talk. I'm just joking. <laughs> it didn't work in the first service either, yeah. Uh... God is up to a new thing, and we're excited about it. We uh, we have been praying for a number of months now. And God has given us an opportunity um, to go into private business ownership, and it really has been a family decision. And a beautiful family, right? Huh? Yeah. By the way, our oldest is getting married. I'll be gone next Sunday. He's getting married next weekend, and uh, so we're excited about that. But. Uh, God has given us an opportunity. Many people know, of course, the music side of me and the law enforcement side of me, but there's a whole side in the construction industry, uh, specifically in plumbing for many years, uh, about 25 years. And so uh, we're opening a plumbing contracting, local plumbing contracting company. But uh, we know it's a God thing. He's beginning to open doors, which makes it tricky. uh, But I can tell you this. What I wanted to assure everyone here today is we actually are not leaving. Um, We... Which, which is uh, good, but it also is unique. A lot of times when a minister moves into a different arena, uh, uh, they leave, and, and we're not. We want to be here, and uh, I hope to continue to be and, and will be continue to be on the worship team, working with Pastor Tyler and uh, helping lead songs. My wife and student ministries, uh, our younger two, are going to continue to go here. We love this church tremendously and uh, love you all tremendously and we love pastor bill and pastor tyler and all the leaders and and uh, i actually will continue to be an elder here at the church Uh, but as of december 16th i will no longer be a staff pastor uh, just so that i can move into this role of a, a business owner and all that comes along with it And so uh, we would just ask that you pray for us, keep us covered in prayer. Uh, We truly believe that God has opened this door, and it's the direction we should move in. It's change, and any time God calls you to something that's different, our flesh sometimes gets a little nervous. So this message today was as much for me as it was for anybody, but I really think it's for all of us. God gave me this morning, actually via my wife, Philippians 4.6, that we should not be anxious, but in everything, in prayer and supplication. And, uh, you know, God's going to take care of all this. And so we're excited. We're excited for us, but we're also excited for the church and all that God has still yet to do here. So blessings on you all, and we'd want to just let you know that. And I'll be sending out—we're sending out an email and a letter kind of giving some, some more specifics. But that's what I wanted to share. So thank you. Thank you.
0: I'd like to— uh so I'd like us all to stand there's a song I want us to close with it's a, it's a hymn uh, you know I've been kind of doing this theme of songs and when I thought about the promise the promises uh, if you'll just go to the next slide it's uh, how great thou art and really what you hear across Isaiah is reminding the people God is great I know we have an old you know God is great God is good thank you for the food amen that's not what I'm talking about a short, short prayer but it would work but God is great, and, and I want us to sing this together as a closing song. Then afterwards, you can come up and love on Jeff and family. And again, he's not going anywhere. We are we, I, God is up to some amazing things. He says, watch and see. Watch and see. And I hope we're watching and seeing in you what God is breaking forth. You may not know it yet, but be listening intently to the Spirit. And, and so we're going to sing this song. And then what I'd like you to be doing while we're doing this song, make it a prayer. Because some of y'all probably have it so f- memorized you could be doing your, getting your purses ready to leave or something. I don't know, but, but, but think about it. And what do you need to exchange so that what when you get to the chorus then sings, my soul, that you can say, I am making some exchanges even today. I'm going to take to the throne of grace things that, that I'm going to leave and pick up a promise. I'm going to leave with a promise. How many need to unload some stuff? This is the song we can do it in the midst of. Let's sing it now.
2: Oh, Lord, my God. When I found
0: Of course, just a cappella. Here we go. Sings Sings my god we give you thanks that you are the great i am that you're the great lord that rescued us from darkness and brought us into the light through your son jesus christ we thank you we praise you and bring you glory for that supernatural act that happened at calvary father we're thankful that you begin things when we don't even know what's going on but as we trust you you break forth new life and a new thing Father we thank you for what you're doing through the reduction of our mortgage we're in great anticipation of what you're going to do that breaking forth that has already began in months ahead to impact this region for the kingdom and for Jesus Christ Father we lift up the Matthews family we lift up Jeff we ask you to just continue to guide them and to bless them and to lead them But Lord, each of us, today, now exchange the things that are not of you for the things of truth. May we see our situations through you. Bless us, O Lord, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed.